everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Cowboy YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more from me right there. So who are the people you turn to when you're not sure how to navigate the conflict going on at work with your team? Who are the people you could ask to help you get through a sickness or an unforeseen medical diagnosis? Who would you trust enough to show your finances and get their advice on how to get out of the debt mess that's worrying you? Who could you sit down with and share the doubts and fears you have about your faith and you wouldn't feel judged? Man, the past year of COVID shutdowns and school at home and working from home and quarantining has brought something out of the shadows that we've been ignoring for far too long. We are lonely people. We have more technology, more social connections, more teamwork at our jobs than at any other time in the history of the world, and we often still feel like we are alone. What's going on? What's missing? Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a look at what's missing from our relationships and how to find the community we're all craving in this edition of Journey at Home. have good friends. Hey, so do I. Our problem is not that we lack friendship or good friends. In terms of our connectedness, we are all very connected. And that's a really good thing. The problem is that having good friends and being connected to lots of people socially is only the beginning of what we need and crave as human beings. I mean, just think about this. In 2017, the United Kingdom established a new position in their government cabinet called the Minister of Loneliness in order to pull together public sector and private sector partners to address the nationwide problem of loneliness. The same concerns have gotten a lot of attention here in the U.S. as well. Cigna, a global health services company, released survey data in 2018 of more than 20,000 adults. Half of all Americans said they sometimes or always feel alone. Golly. Over 40% of Americans said they sometimes or always feel their relationships aren't meaningful and that they feel isolated from others. This, alongside other data, prompted the University of South Car- Southern California to hire a director of belonging. I know. It's crazy. Her job is to teach a class on creating meaningful relationships and form a strategy on campus to prevent students from dropping out because of feelings of disconnectedness. Now, some of you immediately connect with that research and those results because you've been feeling for a while that you're a bit disconnected. Some of you may feel the gap between where you are and the kinds of relationships you'd like to have, but for some of you, you're just skeptical, and that's okay. Listen, for everyone listening today, here's what I want you to consider. Casual connections never provide the level of support, encouragement, and challenge that we need to grow. And casual connections are what our culture is really good at. it, And that's not an indictment or a criticism. Casual connections are really good things. Our technology allows us to stay connected to friends from high school, family who live far away, co-workers whom we enjoy seeing outside of work, and people in our community with whom we share interests. All of these ways that help us connect are a gift to humanity. We keep up with school news, local news, business accomplishments, birthdays, anniversaries, sicknesses, losses, deaths and all the wide experiences of life, all in a centralized feed of several hundred or thousand people in our network, 
And that's a valuable thing. It gives us the chance to empathize and celebrate and commiserate with all kinds of people. But what I'm saying is that those casual connections just aren't enough. And I'm not trying to convince you that you're lonely. I'm not trying to say that technology and our culture's bad or wrong or you're somehow broken. What I'm trying to get you to consider is that your current structure of friendships and relationships has limits. And if you don't recognize the limits, you may miss the very thing you crave so deeply. And it's not just technology that has limits. We have all kinds of casual connections with the parents we meet at ball fields and courts and activities with our kids. And sure, we wish them well. We even support them, encourage them, talk about politics and life and faith. And we have neighbors we say hi to but hardly know anything about. We have coworkers that we connect with over lunch or working a project, but we never know their families. There's often a limitation put on those relationships. It's not verbalized, but you feel it. You know, like, oh, no, well, we don't need to talk about that. That's too touchy. Or, or it's not really my place to confront them or ask them that question. Or... I don't know what I can tell them or whether I can trust them with that. Listen, we reach those limits and we back off. That's not a bad thing. And you're not a terrible person for having boundaries with people. But it's still a limit. So these casual connections are valuable, but they're not the only thing we need. And if all we have is casual connections, then we're missing something vital to our growth and development into the kinds of people we want to be. And to break through the limits of casual connections, and and we'll we'll need a different approach for that. More of the same will not get us what we need. Adding 100 more followers to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok will not fill the gap that we're craving. Getting involved in more social groups in the community will not solve the issue. So if you read through the Jewish scriptures and the biographies of Jesus' life and the letters of Paul, you'll see over and over an insistence that the way God designed us to live And the best kind of life is found when we live in interdependent community. I know, that word interdependence is a little annoying. Interdependence means we can't always just think about our own needs and wants. And it means that sometimes we need the help of others, which, let's just be honest, we don't like letting other people help us. Because it means we have to admit we're not able to do it on our own. Nobody likes to do that. Let me show you just one annoying statement from Paul's letter to the church in the area of Galatia that might help you see how interdependence is one of the healthiest places to be. As Paul is writing this letter, he's trying to address a group of people who disagree about how to live as followers of Jesus. And the Greek Christians and the Jewish Christians were arguing about which laws they should all be following. And Paul breaks down his instruction to this church community at the end of his letter, and he says it like this. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Interdependence is about this kind of relationship where we both give and take. We share the load of our burdens with others, and we offer to share the load that others are carrying. This is different than merely serving someone in need, like where their relationship is one-sided, where we're the heroes of the story, and we offer something to someone who has a greater need than we have. Serving people that way is definitely generous. But that's not what Paul is teaching here. And this isn't a casual connection where you offer to do some of the work if someone else will do some of the work and you kind of have a good agreement about how to handle it. That's not what it is at all. The word Paul uses that some translate as burden is like a large load that cannot be moved alone. It's kind of like the story my friend was telling me the other day about a large rock he had in front of his landscaping there. 
And he was working alone, and he kept trying different methods, like trying to move the rock. He tried using a shovel and prying it up, and he tried sliding it into his wheelbarrow. But all of his tips kept failing. And eventually, a neighbor saw him struggling and simply offered to help him carry it. And the job was done pretty quickly. So what we sometimes forget to build into our relationships is this sort of interdependence. The whole idea that we actually need other people on a regular basis. We often have burdens we believe that we're supposed to carry on our own. And if we don't or we can't, then we're somehow broken or weak. But God did not design us to function and thrive in independence. Some of you have been carrying the burden of a loss, a job loss, an income loss, a loss of a loved one, loss of reputation because of some public event, or you've been carrying anxiety and worry about the unknowns, what is facing you with your kids, your grandkids, your job, your health, your future, your school, your marriage. And the heavier the load gets, the more alone you feel. And the more alone you feel, the less likely you are to reach out to someone to help you carry the load. What we need is a group of friends with a focus, like Paul said. We don't have these friends with a focus we lose much. We, we lose perspective on life. We, we need a few relationships that have permission to stop us from doing really stupid stuff. We, we need a few relationships that know us well enough to know when we're faking it and need help through something really tough. We need a few people around us reminding us that we belong, especially when we're grieving the loss of a dream or a job or a loved one, when all we want to do is stay home and isolate from everyone. We... When we don't have a few friends with a focus, we start to become more and more selfish. We set our agenda and our budgets on only what we want to do and what will be good for us. And we get self-absorbed because everything in life ends up serving me and mine. And without friends with a focus, we begin to believe all kinds of lies about ourselves. We're not worthy of love. We don't have anything to offer anyone else. We're alone. Nobody understands what I'm going through and, and nobody really cares. We get trapped in an isolated, emotionally unstable world. And without these friends with a focus, our health suffers. Study after study shows that our physical health declines when we don't have these kind of strong relationships in our lives. To keep growing and developing and thriving, our casual connections are too limited. It's quite possible that some of you are living and working with many people and your life is full of social and casual connections yet you really have chosen to do life alone. And that's certainly not the way God designed you to operate. And you may need some friends with a focus. Really, all of us need some friends with a focus. The real difficulty is that when we only have casual connections, we have trouble wanting to connect with anyone else. When we lack the friends with a focus on our thriving and and we're living fully, we, we don't know who we can trust. We don't share the true burdens we feel. We aren't sure if there's anyone we can depend on. And let's be honest with ourselves. (laughs) When we only want good, deep friendships whenever we need something, that's not interdependence. That's just dependence. Because there's another side to the equation that makes this work. See, I think Paul was really smart. He said, carry each other's burdens. Because it reminds us that the way we build the kind of focused friendships we want most is to make sure we're doing both some sharing and carrying. You don't build deep, focused friendships by just carrying someone else's burdens. And you don't build deep, focused friendships by just sharing your own burdens. And you can't build deep, focused friendships without trust. 
And you can't build trust without time with people. So what are you going to do if you have great casual connections, but you need to find some friends with a focus? Well, let me recommend some steps that you can take right now. First, set up a coffee or a lunch or a game night with a few folks you think have the potential to be the kind of friends with a focus that you need. Just start with one event. Just don't overthink this, okay? It's just one coffee. It's just one hour, one chance to hang out and spend a little more time with some people. Remember that director of belonging at University of Southern California I told you about? Her name is Kat Moore. Here's what she says to do to combat loneliness. It's very counterintuitive because what happens when you're experiencing loneliness is that you want to withdraw. People shut down and want to keep people from getting too close. But the number one thing you can do is to reach out to others and realize even when you're experiencing negative emotions, our ability to reach out could simply change someone else's life. So your first step is to reach out to someone. Okay, you got that one? All right, secondly, you need to realize that if you're feeling lonely, that means there are other lonely people out there too. The impact of reaching out to someone else could change more lives than just your own. Do you realize that by connecting with people on a regular basis, sending a text message, writing a note of encouragement, taking someone to coffee, could make a lasting impression on someone else? I mean, I think we forget that our decision to help someone else carry their burdens actually makes us feel more connected, and then our burdens become lessened by the mere fact that we now have a deeper connection with someone else. Sometimes the way to lighten your own load is to help someone else carry theirs. That seems counterintuitive, but it's true. Now, here's my last bit of advice. Once you've started to develop a few friends with a focus, and you need to prioritize time with those people. Like You need to create a weekly rhythm, or, or maybe it's every other week to start, or maybe just once a month, but you need to create a day, a time, and a place that will give you the time to build that deeper friendship. Casual is easy. It doesn't take any kind of planning. Casual just kind of happens. But focused friendships, deep friendships that become interdependent communities of thriving people that carry each other's burdens, well, that takes some work. But it's important work that you can't thrive without. And that's the value and the benefit that God created when He put within each of us the desire for focused friendships. When we begin to align our lives with the way we are designed by God, we are improved. We to experience the kind of interdependence that helps us improve, thrive, and live our lives fully. So make a phone call. Send a text right now. Set up a group email. Set up a Facebook group. I don't know what it is for you, but take a step. Move casual to focused. To move from one place to depending on other people. Whatever it takes for you to do that, those three steps will move you toward the thriving life that you desire most. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening. 